0: Get eighty percent off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte.com. That's b y t e. dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Dude, that is skyed out the straightaway center field—a towering shot. Jackson back at the wall. He'll leap up, and that is gone. Big fly for Byte. trap for the second consecutive opening day. Up and he got it. Mike Trout at the wall takes one away from Logan Morrison for the third out here. In the, and this is the left. Smack is Raspis at the wall. Going on and a big fly for Mike Trout. That is hammered out to right. Swinger going back. that is gone. Big fly for Mike Trout, second of the ballgame. This one, that is long gone. A big slide for Mike Trout. And Trout hammers with a left field. That's a face hit. It'll go for extra bases, And the Angels extend their lead on Trout's two RBI double. The one two pitch. This one down to center field. Trout moving back line Still going back at the wall. He's all got it. Like that baby up as the Angels take the series finale. Oh, two on the way. And that is out toward left center field, hit well. Trout moving back near the wall. Leaps up, he got it. Mike Trout does it again, two outs. Good speed, he hits this one out to seven. Trout giving chase, still going back near the wall. Leaps up, but he got it. Three-tier down, and that is ripped out to left field. Forget about this one, that is gone. A big fly for Mike Trout. Like one-nothing angel. Off speed, hammered out towards center field, Mariska drifting back, in the wall, back on, a big fly for Mike Trout, his ninth of the season. And he's having out to center field, again yeah, giving chase, going back in the wall, relief off, and I cannot come up with it, that is gone, a big fly to dead central for Trout, one nothing Angels. And Trout gets into one Toward left center field. That ball is crushed, and that one is gone. A big fly for Mike Trout. 3-2. Mike Schusman down the right field line. This is a chance to be fair. Possibly gone. That is gone. Big fly for Mike Trout going up ball 3-1 Angels. That is Hamilton left center. Forget about it. Longer. A big fly for Mike Trout. It is nothing Halos. That's to left center field. That ball is crushed. Go on a big fly for For Angels. And that
1: is hammered out the center. Forget about it. We'll go on a big fly for- Yo, what is up, people? It's your boy Johnny bags back once again for your All Angels podcast. Hey, I'm sorry for not uh doing one last week. I um got really busy. I had a uh, A lot of things to do with the kiddo. Um, So, tried to get one done over the weekend. Just wasn't going to happen. Got so much going on. And, um, you know, wasn't able to jump on here and get it going. So, figured this week I'm going to get on here and I'm going to do one. And I know that um, off-seasons can be rough, especially since we're not in the playoffs. Um, You know, the Angels fell short. And it just seemed like Houston couldn't lose <laughs> when we needed them to. And, uh, Arizona diamondbacks, I hated them for two days there. And of course they won, uh, the last game, you know, it's like pff, freaking Arizona couldn't help us for anything. But, um, you know, it ended, it ended, uh, it ended how we expected it to in this last month and a half because of the fact that that month of, uh, I believe it was August that they had was just ridiculous. And, uh, played well in the end september was really good but we fell behind too far there in uh in august and it was something that we couldn't recover from um it was just heartbreaking because you know we wanted to have that chance to play in the game that would get us into the alds and again we had to rely on other people on other teams to win games it wasn't in our own hands and that's our fault that's angels fault you know um The inability of the team to to win games when they had to um, there in in August was was horrible. That stretch they had was horrible. And uh, bright spots for the season. Obviously, Mike Trout. I mean, um, there's not much you can say about Mike Trout other than the guy is uh, ridiculous. (laughs) The guy is ridiculous. Um, Just another MVP quality year. Um, He got a little... um, He had a stretch there where, you know, he wasn't himself quite, you know. But his numbers this year, I believe, were better than last year. He finished with a 299 batting average, just short of 300. Um, He had 41 home runs. The RBI numbers weren't there. He had 90. For a guy that had 40 home runs, um, he only had 90 RBIs. And that's, that's people not being able to get on base in front of him. You know, a lot of solo home runs, but still. 90 RBIs. He walk, got walked 92 times. He struck out 158 times, still high. But he makes up for it in other things. He had 32 doubles, 6 triples. Finished the season with 172 hits and 575 at bats. He played in 159 games. That means he only missed, what? Three games? Um, OBP of 402, slugging percentage of 590, and OPS of 991. So. Mike Trout finished with a great season. Um, Albert Pujols, his power numbers were there. He had 40 home runs. He drove in 95. But that batting average is too low. That on-base percentage isn't isn't nothing to write home about. Um, you, know, you have 95 RBIs, like I said. He finished with a 244 batting average, a on-base percentage of 307, a slugging percentage of 480, and an OPS of 787. And he played in 157 games um did a lot of DHing, you know that it's to be expected Guy like trout or uh Pujols, uh getting towards the end of his career now kind of winding down can't be out on the field all the time if you can get his bat his power up there then that's good 40 40 home runs is, is excellent um you just you were banking hopefully that he would um he would bat for a higher average but we talked about that with Ryan Crow a couple weeks ago. I'm looking at a stat that kind of shows me that he's not as feared as he used to be and it's the walks. He has he had 50 walks this year. Uh, compared to Mike Trout's 92, that's almost double. That's crazy. That's that's a stat that tells you they're not afraid of him as much anymore, you know. Another another decent season or another sort of Bryce. spot it's Cole calhoun's emergence um uh, his batting average is a little low about 256 but you know he had uh if i look at it he had 26 home runs and 83 rbis and for the most part in that leadoff spot um i know there was some times where he got dropped down to fifth or second or even seventh there for a while but you know Kind of, what, kind of like uh, showing us that he can be the one that got one of those guys in the middle of that lineup. Now, you know, I would have loved to see him bat second, Trout bat third, Pujols bat fourth. You know, um, David Freeze had a decent season. He got hurt there for a while. Again, the batting averages have been really low. Um, Freeze finished with a two fifty seven average. He had 14 home runs, 56 RBIs. He played in 121 games. You know, he was hurt. He drew 107. Ah, uh, no, I'm sorry. He struck out 107 times. He drew 31 walks in the season, which with 109 hits. Um, I'm looking at the stats here. Those are the numbers that stand out to me as far as um, batting, uh, pitching-wise. The emergence of um, Andrew Heaney as a quality starter, a guy that we can depend on, a guy that could take the ball, take the hill, and we can pretty much bank on six, seven innings of solid, solid pitching. Um, I could I see a lot of. Upside to him, and I can see why the Angels would trade a guy like Howie Kendrick for the guy. Um, he's under club control. Um, he'll be a a, a, um, a guy in our rotation. Um, we talked about it again uh, with Ryan, Mr. Kroll a couple weeks ago. That you know, coming into the next season, you look at that Angels rotation. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that we can go. To. There's a lot of guys we can go to: Tropiano, Heaney, Santiago. Um, you got guys in the minor leagues like Newcomb. Um you know of course we still have Weaver, we still have Wilson for another season. You got Shoemaker. Um you never know what's going to happen too with the um the off season. Um one thing that I haven't gotten into yet and we'll get into right now is um the fact that you know we got a new uh general manager. Um Billy Eppler from the uh New York Yankees and I'm going to go over his um gonna go over his uh, resume, if you would, if you want to say it, uh, on Billy Epler. Um, in 2000, he was a Rockies area scouting supervisor for Southern California. Uh, in 2003, 2004, he was a Rockies assistant director of pro scouting and player development. Uh, in 04 and 05, he was the Yankees assistant director of baseball operations, and then through 06 through 09, he was a Yankees director of director of professional scouting. And in 2010-2011, he was the Yankees Senior Director of Professional Personnel. 2012-2014, through he was the Yankees Assistant General Manager. And last year, he was the Yankees Assistant General Manager and Vice President. Slash Vice President. So, he comes over from a team like the Yankees that are not afraid to spin. Uh, He comes from an organization that is not afraid to make a splash at any time. He comes over to an organization... That in the recent years has spent money so he goes from the Yankees to the Angels both teams like to spend money Artie Moreno actually uh was quoted saying that he does not mind going over the luxury or the the tax for the guy that they want and and they've proven to to do that that's something that I I'm pretty excited about in a way because Epler you know although he he was a second guy there he worked with a guy like Brian Cashman who did his job, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote a statement from Marty Moreno. He said, "We used a lot of time, energy, and research into the decision to fill this very critical position. We interviewed several quality individuals throughout the process, and in the end, Billy's experience in all areas of scouting, player development, and major league operations, in addition to his organizational and communication skills, were primary reasons for our decision. He is energetic, creative, and a tremendous passion has a tremendous passion for the game. We look forward to joining." For him joining the organization and making his impact f- uh, felt in short order. So it's true. Um, the guy, just from what I read, his resume, the guy has experience in uh, scouting, player and professional development, uh, assistant general manager, and vice president of the team. Um, he came here is, to be the general manager. So he has one job, and we'll see how he does. I- I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, Um uh, Last year, he, uh, he, I guess, he went for the position as um, Padres general manager, and he fell short to AJ Preller, who another guy who Preller was one of those guys who made a splash. Uh, although it didn't work out there in San Diego for him, I mean, he's still there, but the team uh, fell short of many expectations. But uh, it said it's to be, or it was printed, or it has said that. Uh, epler finished second very close second to aj Preller for that job in san diego so the angels kind of you know needed something different um i like depoto um i think a lot of the restrictions on depoto were uh, he was handcuffed a lot i think Artie, you know kind of stuck his nose in there a little bit but you know it's it, you know it, it's it, i'm not 100 percent sure but we can hope that With Epler, he's given more of a you do what you got to do baseball wise and I'll give you the money to do it, you know. So and here's I'm going to read a statement by Epler and here it goes. It's quote. I can I cannot adequately adequately express how excited I am for the opportunity Arnie Moreno and the Angels have given me. The Angels are committed to championship standards. They are committed to being perennial contender and many of the pieces are already in place for that to occur. I look forward to a collaborative effort as we look to enhance and advance every phase of baseball operations and development. So, you know, this is all talk right now. You know, it's pretty much things that people say, um, to kind of, uh, sound good. And it's, it's like it's like someone who runs for president. They're going to tell you what they want, what you want to hear. And until they get an office, we're going to know what's, what's, what's going to happen, you know, but the moves have already been made. I mean, uh, Our problem, or not our problem, but a lot of the issues that Angels fans have is Mike Sosha's saying a lot of this. You know, he brings in his coaches, he brings in the players that he wants. And already, uh, Epler relieved Mike Butcher and Don Bader of his duties. Um, A lot of people were calling for Butcher's head years ago. Um, You know, and it happened. It was kind of shocking. It went down. And it, it's almost as if we're like, to me anyway, I'm like, okay, that's a start. It's a start of of new things to come. Um, whether my social is going to – I don't think he's leaving. We have him under contract contact for a few more years. And I just – right now looking at it, I don't see the Angels going out and getting a better manager than my sosha. There's guys out there who could probably do the job. You have a guy like uh, uh, Dusty Baker who's out there. Um, but Black – but, you know, it, I'm like 90% sure the Angels are going to stick with Mike. And we'll see. I think if Epler can get in there and get the guys that we need, make some moves. You know, because we were two or three players short this year. And let's see what happens, you know. i uh, talking about the, uh, the departure of uh, Groove, Don Baylor, and Mike Butcher. Uh, Baylor and Butcher's contracts were near the end of their contract. I think they were expiring. I think they were. I'm not sure how much if they were done yet or not. I don't know if there was an option to pick them up or not. But either way, um, you know they were both let go. A lot of, like I said, a lot of people were calling for their heads. Um, before, and um, we'll see who they fill for those positions. I we've heard a lot of people say Tim Salmon, Troy Percival for the pitching coach. Tim Salmon for the hitting coach, Darren Erstad for the hitting coach, uh, you know, Mark Langston for the pitching coach, you know, I don't know yet, We're, we'll see, I think the Angels have um, uh, a couple of people who are uh, in the system already, internally, who are, you know, I don't know if they're catalysts or front runners for the position, but I think the Angels have Dave Hansen, who's who I think has been on the team for, you know, a while, who has a as a hitting coach um he's there you have um as far as pitching i'm not too sure uh who they who they have but i know dave hansen is a guy who they could probably put in there um who has experience with the team um but a comment that i you know i'll read a comment from epler uh, about mike butcher i got to know mike once i took his spot here uh we had a very good and constructive conversation. He's articulate. He's got passion. He's got presence. He's got vision. Ultimately, we arrived to the conclusion that we mutually part ways after our discussions. Um, there was an actual... Um, now, I'll read more from Epler, and then I'll read a couple of things from... I know there's a couple of things from Mike Butcher. butcher. Uh, Epler, again, said, It was an organizational decision that, through discussions... We felt like it was a proper course of action for what we wanted to do. I've spoken with Don at length, and I've asked him to stay on as an advisory role with our baseball operations group and our efforts moving forward. Someone with Don's acumen and with his experience and his eye for talent can definitely be an asset. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh. It's always hard, I think, to be let go and then say stick around. We want you to kind of be in, uh, just kind of be in the background, you know, take a back seat. That's kind of what it sounds to me. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Yeah, it says here Baylor hasn't decided whether to return in an advisory role. Advisory role, yeah. But expressed his desire to remain in the organization during an interview in the mid-September, saying, "I'm an angel, and that's why I wanted to come back here and be a part of the organization." So it sounds like maybe he'll take that spot. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to uh just make a decision. It's gonna take some time, I think. I don't think the Angels will do it within the next week or two. Maybe in a month or two, they'll they'll get in there, they'll uh they'll look at guys who they think fits organizations, um what's the word I'm looking for? Fits their not their scheme, but fits a um fits what the organization is preaching almost, you know? Um so, you know. We'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, I'm going to read a a quote from um, Mike Butcher, and it says, I mean this when I say this. This is from my heart. Billy Epler is a quality person. He's going to bring a lot lot to this organization. I heard the passion in his voice, the desire to get better, a philosophical plan that he's going to put in place to where he's going to get the organization back on track. I know he's going to do great things here. I know he will. I respect him tremendously, and he knows that um sometimes it's just time I think we all agree that it's time I don't have any hard feelings I have tremendous memories we had a tremendous amount of success here we were consistent for nine straight years with our pitching I mean nine years to have that kind of consistency in our pitching staff I'm very happy about that extremely happy about that um I know that I know what I bring to another organization um, I'll bring leadership. I'll bring personality, some humor. I can be hard when I need to be. I'm looking forward to the next chapter of my career. I'm waiting for it to happen. Um, there's great leadership, and now we have a new leadership at top. I truly believe that Billy Epler is going to do great things. That's pretty awesome uh, for him to kind of go out like that. It's class act. Um, say what you want to say about Mike. Um, he did it for he did a lot of good things, but he also. He's a guy to blame for a lot of things he's a scapegoat and um, it's just a part of being a coach um, you don't your team doesn't do well it's uh, people are gonna start to blame you hey you didn't do your job uh, they didn't they didn't go out there and practice what you preached um, it's a hard job man but for him to go out there and and speak the way he spoke of Billy Epler is is uh, a class act shows that he's a class act and I hope he does find his way. Um, to another team, another organization. Maybe if he can get a you know pitching coach role, maybe some kind of you know instructional guy in the minor leagues for another team. Um, so, Mike, I wish you the best of luck. Don also wish him the best of luck in his future ventures. Um, what more can we talk about other than you know um, we talked about the few bright spots we had. Um, I just spoke about. Um, you know, the departure of, of Butcher and, and, and Baylor, and now Billy Epler coming in, social pretty much staying. Um, I guess we can talk about what we need. Um, what I mean, the bullpen I think suffered from the injury to Morin, you know, the injury to Skaggs, having him in our rotation, and maybe bringing down a guy. Uh, From that rotation into the bullpen, you know, a guy like Tropiano, I would like to see him in a in a if he can't, you know, lock down a starters role and have him as that other long reliever guy or spot starter, you know, and um, Cody Rasmus filled in great last year for us doing that. And he was injured for most of this season. Um, That was a setback to one of those guys that came in and pitched when one of our guys went down early or just didn't have it. Uh, Not being able to go to a guy like Rasmus cost us, man, you know. Um, As far as the offense is concerned. For as good as we did, we were also very it was a very a very streaky offense because we could put up runs and then make Joe Schmo look like Cy Young. You know what I mean? It was three days of lining up the scoreboard and three days of letting that egg stay up there, that big zero stay up there. Um I think just consistency from the top to the bottom would be something we need. Uh consistent lineup from day to day. One to nine. You know, um social loves to mix those lineups up. For me it's for me it's one of those deals where I'd rather see a consistent lineup day in, day out, go out there. And know who's batting. That 2002 team, you had Eckstein, Erstad, Salmon, Anderson, Gloss. You know, it was one, two, three, four, five. Um, Former, Spezio, Molina, and Kennedy. Every day. Every day, one through nine. Eckstein, Erstad, Salmon, Anderson, Gloss, Former, Spezio, Molina, Kennedy. And then when you took Kennedy out, and, you know, Benji Gill would be the nine-hole hitter, second base. That's it. You know, there wouldn't be that changing of I'm going to put him to bat third and I'm to put him to bat fifth, bat, put him to bat fourth, bat, put him to bat third. Change the bottom of the switch nine with one. You know, it just didn't happen. And if it did, it was for one day only, and that was it. You go back to it. Um, but I think having those guys that can do that is what they need. And um, we're able to go out and get a second base. I love Johnny Giovatella. Um, is he that guy that you want every day in your lineup? Maybe he can prove it again. He proved it this year that he deserved to be in the lineup. But I mean I'm saying if we can go out there and get a guy who you know, okay, this is a guy (laughs) this guy's better, then of course you're gonna go get him. Um I'm not gonna lie to you, in my mind right now I can't think of anybody better. I mean obviously like, you know, a guy like Luis Valbuena or something, but I don't know if they're I don't know if he's a free agent, you know, a guy like like that, or guys who obviously we probably can't go out and get, you know. But I don't know. Um, I mean, if you look at you look at our positions, third base. I don't know if off the top of my head right now what the situation with Freeze is. I get out, you know, if he goes, get a, go out and get a third baseman. Shortstop Eric ibar has got it locked down. Left field would be that deal where okay, what are we gonna do there? Because obviously, you know, <laughs> it was platooned a lot last year and when we got david murphy i thought for sure he was gonna be out there in left field every day and he wasn't he was the guy who we traded for that did the best out of everybody and he just wasn't getting consistent play and when he did he'd come through so maybe to re-sign him i don't you know i don't know who knows there could be a change there could be a trade that we didn't expect that's gonna change this team like you know i i don't even want to I don't want to get into it. I mean, obviously, Mike Trout won't ever get traded. But what if what if Epler trades a guy like Calhoun for somebody big? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying to do it. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying I heard it that it's going to happen. But I'm saying something like that could, who knows, something drastic could happen where a trade goes down that drastically changes this team. And maybe not necessarily for the for the worse. It might be great. Who knows, man? Give us some time. Let's see what happens. It's exciting. The offseason is exciting, even though we're not in the playoffs. It's, it's one of those deals where you can't wait to see what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And uh, I hate when I say, you know what I mean? I'm going to start, I have to start count of how many times I say, well, you know what I mean? I hate that. I got to stop it. It's one of those deals where I don't, I know that I do it and I can't stop it. Oh, Anyway, moving along, I know this is an all angels podcast, but you know, I didn't really set a format up right now, other than I knew what I was going to talk about. But next week, I swear I will. We'll get into maybe I'll do something every week um, as far as um, segments because we don't. I don't have games to reference now, but we'll talk about right now what's going on in the playoffs. What what a series between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Kansas or in the uh, Texas Rangers. <laughs> it was great to see the Rangers go out because. And here's the deal with the bat flip. Controversial. Everyone's talking about the Jose Batista bat flip. Alright. Normally, I don't like that in a regular season game. But the intent I played baseball at a pretty pretty high level. The intent, but not at the professional level. Don't get me wrong. Don't don't get me twisted here. But I never played professionally, but pretty high. But the intensity between a regular season game and a playoff game are game that determines whether or not you advance in a tournament Hey, there's a difference there is a difference and when he hit that home run and the whole stadium just (laughs) erupted i was there's no way you couldn't there's just no way you couldn't but here's the deal just before that home run the inning before and they scored that run on that controversial bullcrap Throw it back to the pitcher. Hits the bat. Okay, I know it's I know it's the rules. The run should have scored. It counted, but the way the Rangers acted after they scored that run, like they had just won it, you just jumping around on each other. Douchebag Mike Napoli. I hate that guy. Picking up that uh, odor and just just like just they were all just celebrating like they had just done something. I'm like wow. And the Rangers are the cockiest dudes I've ever 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 seen. They're just full of themselves. So you know, of course, karma's a you know what? Joey Bats comes through, hits that just crushes that home run, bat flips it. Okay, so now Texas wants to now Texas wants to talk about respecting the game and that's you know Bush League or whatnot. You know what, Texas? You got what was coming to you after all the times that you guys do that, you guys showboat and jump around and do all that. It's okay when you guys do it, but it's not okay when the other team does it to you, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Toronto or uh, Texas. (laughs) Boo you. Boo (laughs) you. Um, But what a series, man. What a game. They advance. Um, The Astros are gone. I think a lot of us are happy about that because they were the ones that were ahead of us. But why blame them? (laughs) I don't really hate them. We're the ones that put ourselves in that situation. Um, I really wasn't going for anybody in that series. I don't like the Royals too much. Uh, not, not that I don't like their play, but um, personally, you know, they swept us last year, so I kind of hold that little grudge. Um, but uh, I didn't really. I I wasn't sure who to go for. Luis Valbuena, who I know personally. I personally personally know Luis Valbuena. Yes, I do. Um, he used to play out here in San Bernardino with the 66ers, the IE 66ers, when they, they were the uh, Seattle Mariners organization. And he was uh, became friends with me and my brother, my brother and I, um, when he was a young prospect. And uh, we became really good friends. Um, enough, so, enough to where my mom would bring him food. He'd come over to mom and dad's house, use the swimming pool, stuff like that. Um, small world later in my life. Uh, after we kind of lost contact with him small 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 world my lovely significant other my better half her father <coughs> excuse me her father uh became good friends with him so my future father-in-law is really good friends with Luis we got reunited about two years ago in San Diego when he was at the Cubs we got tickets, uh, free tickets, and we got to go down to the clubhouse and meet all the players. And we got reunited with Luis, and uh, it's it's he's an awesome guy, um, really really cool guy. And small world Hot came back around, and and we uh, I was able to to reconnect with Luis, and uh, we get tickets whenever Houston comes into town um, there in Anaheim, and uh, yeah, our luck this year we didn't have very much luck this year because um, there was a few games where we could have gone. And actually gone down there and meet some of the players and go into the field, into the dugout. And uh, we just weren't able to get there in time. It seemed like we always played them during the week. And that's the toughest time of the year for us because we got the boys in baseball. Uh, we're not able to get there early enough because my, my, uh, the missus gets out of work right around 5, 5.30. By the time we get there from Riverside, we get there about 6, 6.30. Not enough time for us to go down to the field and kind of hang out. So maybe next year. Um I'd love for Luis to come to the Angels because then we'd get the hookah. But ah, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. But um, So I guess kind of deep down inside, and I know you might catch a lot of heat for this, but I was just kind of rooting for Luis and, and the Astros a little bit there after we, you know. They're not to blame for what happened. Um, the Angels did it to themselves. So, you know, but I really didn't have a rooting interest in that one. Um, I do have family in Houston. I actually stayed in Houston for a while. So, I mean, I do have a Houston Astros jersey from back in the day. I have a uh, Willie Tavares jersey. Yeah, Willie. I said Willie Tavares. Um, and I also have a Nolan Ryan throwback Astros jersey too. Uh, a lot of those, a lot of you people who know me know I have a lot of jerseys. I collect. actually collect a lot of um, jerseys that I like, that I remember as a kid, retro jerseys. And I do have, um, I try to collect, uh, me being Mexican-American, I'm very proud of my Mexican heritage and when there's a Mexican, actual Mexican player who was born in Mexico that plays, makes it to the big leagues, I try to get their jersey. I, I have a few, not a lot, but I'm trying to collect them all. Um, I eventually want to get Fernando Salas. Uh, I got Giovanni Gallardi's, Gallardos with the uh, Brewers. Um, I want to get that kid uh, from Toronto, Osuna. The kid's from Sonora, Sinaloa, and I uh, would love to get his jersey. That kid's a stud. Talk about, you know, young relievers right now. Familia of the Mets and uh, Osuna of the of the Blue Jays, two of the brightest young closers in the league. Uh, tremendous, tremendous, man. Those guys are ridiculously good. Um, so anyway, went off on a tangent. Um, National League, uh, them Mets went out and they got those Dodgers, man. Um, I know a lot of you go out there and hate and talk, talk and crap on them Dodgers, but hey, you know what? We didn't make it, so I couldn't really talk too much smack. I liked the fact that the Mets won, but I wasn't that person that went out there and went full force on my uh, Dodger fan friends. I couldn't. What did we do? We didn't do anything. So, um, but it was good to see the Mets win. Lucas out Riverside. He's kind of a he's a cousin of a buddy of mine, kind of like a cousin. Yeah, um, we actually went to go see him play about two or three years ago down there in, in L.A. when the Mets came down. We. We got a chance to get down there and meet him and, and take a picture with him, and um, but I guess his uh, my buddy's stepdad is his uncle, and uh, so I was going for the Mets, obviously, for more than hating on the Dodgers. I wasn't really trying to, I mean, I kind of did, but I had more of a rooting interest for the Mets. And then obviously, I was going for the Cubs. I want the Cubs to take it all. I want the Cubs and the Blue Jays to go. And from there, I mean, it's gonna be hard for me to choose because I, you know, I don't, I don't hate the, the Blue Jays and. The uh, Cubs are the lovable losers that I've always liked Um, as a kid growing up. I had WGN on the cross-country communications cable. (laughs) And I would watch the Cubs 11 o'clock in the AM games here. So 11 o'clock our time. So it's probably, what, 1 o'clock their time. But every summer, man, they played every day on WGN at 11. And I would watch the Cubs play whoever. I would watch Mark Grace, Doug Lanville, Sammy Sosa, Scott Service, Alex Gonzalez, you know, uh, so it was. My phone's blowing up over here, but um, got my buddy Mal uh, Malfonsky from the uh, Blazing Malfonsky Wrestling Podcast hitting me up right now, so it's awesome. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, the the, the Cubs go out there and they beat the Cardinals, and the Mets beat the Dodgers. So it's it, you know, other than the uh, Royals, we got pretty much you know new teams out there going for it, you know, uh, Blue Jays haven't been in this position in a while. Mets haven't been in this position in a while, you know? Um, so it's good to see fresh, fresh teams out there, you know? And, uh, it's going to be interesting. The ALCS starts tonight. I'm going to be watching, uh, reading on the Blue Jays. I'm rooting on the Blue Jays on this one. Um, Price, uh, I, I don't know if Price is pitching tonight, but Price, Stroman, they got a good pitching staff over there in, in Toronto and, uh, Kansas City you know they got that they've been on a roll so we'll see how that works you know Ben Zobris has been uh, a guy that kind of has been that uh, uh what's the Daniel Murphy of the of the Royals you know Daniel but speaking about Daniel Murphy man for the Mets oh jeez I'm all over the place right now I'm sorry but uh I'm gonna wrap this bad boy up um, next week I'll have more of a, a format um, before I go, though, I want to shout out, I played, um, instead of the, the normal uh, music that we, you hear every time I I jump on uh, and do this podcast, I decided I'd do a, a uh, highlight of Mike Trout from 20, 000, 2015. And I want to give a quick shout out to uh, that MLB channel on YouTube. It's uh, Mike Trout 2015 Highlights. No Doubt Trout. Um, and you can follow him on Twitter. At Twitter. It's uh, www.twitter.com backslash Blake H. Harris. So he's a guy. I'm, it's not my video. Um, using uh, his video from YouTube. And again, it's that MLB channel on YouTube. Uh, quick shout out to also to uh, the ABF, the Angels baseball family, Jason Crew. As always, want to give you a shout out. And as always, my carnal, my brother, my rock brother, uh, uh, Anthony Henson. uh Hopefully we can meet up soon, brother. I know it's off season, but that doesn't mean we can't kick it. We should kick it and uh you know, uh have a good time as we always do. We always uh we always have a good time. I always have a good time when I get on with get hooked up and, and, and see Anthony, man. And also Jason. Um you know, Jason's a cool dude and uh can't wait to spring training to be honest with you guys. Every time he hit up spring training Uh, We have a good time. We had a real good time last year. Kroom Dog and myself and and Anthony and a few other people. Eddie Eddie Colvin from Halos Nation. What's up, dude? Um, You know, we give a quick shout-out to Ryan Crow from the Halos Network. I haven't really been on (coughs) and done anything on there in a while. I've just been super busy with a lot of things. Uh, Winter baseball uh, for uh, the 10-year-old. His kick-started and I coach on that team. And just trying to work on his hitting. He's, he's got a, uh, he's got a, um, a tendency to cast with his hands. So I'm trying to get him to stop casting, maybe not take that step, stand, uh, kind of an Albert Pujols, just maybe a tiny little toe tap. And then, uh, that way he can just focus on just getting his hands through and exploding his hips, you know, getting his hands down and in and just turning his hips. You know, that's, that's the the problem with kids around that age where they, they tend to use all hands and arms, you know? Um, so We'll go with that, and also I want to give a shout out to um, uh, not just Charles Godsey, but um, you know the whole ABF. I guess okay. So what they're doing is um, they're doing an uh, jacket ABF jacket drive, and I'll read the I'll read the um, the actual flyer that Charles posted um, a few days ago. It's uh, the first annual ABF jacket drive, calling all angels family. From October 1st to November 1st, the goal is to obtain at least 100 jackets to keep the homeless warm during the winter. What a great, great thing to do! They always do stuff like that, man. It's it's awesome. Um, locations, dates, times vary, and will be deposited along with with which ABF admins will be your POC. So, I mean, on honestly, if um, I mean, if you want to donate and you have the funds to donate contact um, uh, Jason Croom or any of the admins at the ABF. I know maybe even Charles himself, maybe Jennifer Tobin. I don't want to speak for them personally, but if you go on Facebook, ABF, the Angels baseball family, and just find Jason or find any of the people on there. Or just look for this actual post that was posted on October 14th from Charles, and I'm sure that they will give you the information. And even, I, you know, even if myself I'm going to plan on donating some um I don't know if I have any I probably do I'm going to have to dig through and find some that are still very good quality um but even if I can't, I, I I can't find any I will, I'm going to try to donate some money you know maybe that'll help them with other proceeds that might help the homeless but it go on there and it's a good cause and especially this this winter it's going to rain a lot maybe even ponchos and stuff like that <coughs> um I think anything will help uh, these are people who do not have a home like you and I do and a lot of these people are, are veterans are people who just you know are struggling with mental where you know have mental issues that they can't help themselves with you know so and then it, it proceeds a whole IE San Bernardino uh, area jackets will be donated to the homeless ministry at the rock church in San Bernardino so it's a great great um great thing that they're doing and Please do, donate if you can. Go on the Angels Baseball Family on Facebook if you're on there. Or even just contact Jason Kroom. And I'm sure he will be more than happy to assist you guys on where you guys can go to donate You know your used jackets or anything you have that can help the homeless. It's an awesome cause. All right, that's it for me, people. I'm going to get out of here. I'll catch you guys on the next uh, episode of the Angels uh, All Angels podcast. And uh, I'll leave you guys with more Mike Trout uh, 2015 highlights. Um, you all have a great weekend and a great week. I'll see you guys next Friday. All right, take care. God bless. That
0: is Hammer to left center. Forget about it. One goal. A big fly for Mike Trout. It is one nothing Halos. And that's to left center field. That ball is crushed. Gone. A big fly for Mike Trout. 4 1 Angels. And that is hammered out to center. Forget about it. Logan, a big fly for Mike Trout, 3 right of the Angels. And Trout gives this one a ride toward left center field. Martin moving back at the wall. Go! big fly for Mike Trout. He wins the battle of the fish. We're tied at two. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle.